0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast. Proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Poly Cupcakes.
1: Hello, hello, what's going on?
0: Caps fans, this Thursday we're gonna be talking our segments. The Hockey Troll Hip Checks gonna cover a little bit of like domestic abuse. Uh, history that and you know how NHLers have had to deal with uh you know certain allegations and you know what the league has done uh or not done and um just kind of just talking just having a conversation about it snack time with Polly cupcakes what are we what are we covering Polly
1: We're going to talk about Ovechkin and his expiring contract I have a guest Come here
0: We can't see you. Pauly
1: Cupcakes Jr. came in to say hello.
0: Oh, wow. Putting the kid on camera so early. Yeah, I know. <laughs> say, hi, Mr. Troll. Hi.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's waving. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He
0: We're
1: knows going to greatness. talk about Ovechkin's um, contract expiring and what it looks like for his career moving forward.
0: Or, uh, yeah, where he's going to go. All right. Good shit. Let's pop some tabs and get right into it. Let's do it. One, two, three. So, Paulie, you didn't get to watch a lot of the games last week, or you didn't get to watch the Canadians game, which was our only win.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed that cute little voice, uh, My wife came down to let the dogs out, who are in... They were taking naps behind me while I'm recording, so... She came to get them so that they don't start whining and fussing. Um, But yeah, I... My wife and I actually had a date night last night, went and saw Lee Bryce. Um, He's a a country singer, which I know you asked me, is he famous? Um, He is. uh, He's written a few big songs, um, and he's had quite the career for himself and he is on tour right now it's called me and my guitar and so he's basically just up there um if you ever watched garth brooks did something like this in vegas his resident show he would like kind of explain his music journey and stuff um and so that's what it was last night like there was still you know a party vibe to it but it was also kind of like a more intimate thing you know and it was in In Wheeling, it was in the Capitol Theater, so it wasn't in a stadium.
0: Um, It's a pretty sick venue. Intimate.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is a sick venue. Um, And he had this opener. His name is Blessing Offering. Um, He's a uh, a blind black artist Mm. who sings country music. Um, So if you haven't heard of Lee Bryce or Blessing Offering, look them both up. Blessing has... A beautiful voice, and the the vibe to his music is um, is really great. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I was doing instead of watching the Caps win.
0: Well, I find that unacceptable. But hey, you know maybe there's some people who listen to us who enjoy that type of music. Uh, you know, so so is is Lee Bryce like is he just like party country like Toby Keith? or something or is it more country country
1: i mean i think there's a mix there's there's a solid um influence from like the 90s and stuff okay. um his first big song was a garth brooks song and garth one garth brooks made his comeback um so i mean yeah he's got party songs um I mean, some of the songs were played with an electric guitar, some were played with an acoustic. But yeah, he's got um, I think he's got a good a good mix for country fans.
0: Cool, I guess. All right, well, hey, you know, uh, gritting your teeth over there. The country music extraordinaire fan. Uh, I hope you guys found that valuable. But hey, uh, we'll let you off the hook. You know, I guess you got to do stuff beyond the podcast in your life, and this is one of them. Now, would I have chosen that? Fuck no. But hey, <laughs> you know,
1: well, you know, to show my my versatility, I I went to Lee Bryce, and then in a couple of weeks, I'll be at Dropkick Murphy. So I'm I'm not a one trick pony. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you'll fit right in with that fucking hat that you're wearing. Yeah, yeah, I know I will. What, what do you call that hat? What is that called? I
1: don't even know what they're called, actually. Um, I bought one when I was 18, well, 17. went to Ireland with my family. And then either my head grew or I got fat and it layered onto my head because the hat didn't fit me anymore. Right. Uh, but I just bought this at Target like – four months ago
0: i don't even know what they're called
1: but i just think of them as old man irish hats
0: yeah it's like a it's like the older version of like a (laughs) kangle. all right anyways fuck that let's uh (laughs) let's dive right into the hockey troll hip check what do you think all right this is the hockey troll hip check So, Capstan's uh last week, or I mean on Monday, we uh, we covered kind of the news that Milan Lucic uh, ended up having all of his domestic abuse charges dropped. Again, he's still on an indefinite leave of absence from the team. He still is contracted by the team, but, uh, you know, f- uh, legally he's out of hot water, um, which is kind of a pretty quick turnaround, I guess, to get your court case in and, and, and kind of Charges dropped. The whole thing was is that his wife refused to testify against him and didn't really want to talk to authorities. The complaint was that um, you know uh, he had like choked her, I think, and and pulled her hair. Um, And you know when when someone refuses to testify, you can't put the nine one one call as evidence. So ultimately prosecution really didn't have anything to go by it was just that's it and okay well if nobody's gonna testify if nobody's gonna push these charges we're just gonna let you go um you know and while there's a ton of outrage on twitter about it uh if you've been following hockey for any amount of time and have experienced these types of news kind of blips come through um it's very obvious that this is kind of a trend. I mean, no, this is absolutely a trend. You know, the last one of May, the last big one that I can think of that this happened was with Austin Watson when he was with the natural predators, he and his girlfriend got into an altercation that escalated to physical, uh, you know, physical stuff at like a gas station. And it was so bad that other passerbys bystanders actually called the cops. Um, you know, Patrick Waugh at one point had the cops called to his house and, and, uh, he was kind of taken in and, and separated from the situation. And then, uh, his wife refused to testify. So, you know, um, I, again, my commentary on this is that ultimately I think a lot of people think that they sh- this person should pay, and I agree, uh, without knowing, obviously, full details, which we will never know. Uh, the only people that will actually know exactly what went, went on are the, the people involved and probably some law enforcement. Um, but ultimately, you know, it comes down to a point where I feel that a lot of these spouses, these professional athlete spouses, just in general, are really tied to their spouse, the athlete themselves, for their livelihood. And to go on record to really destroy your own livelihood, you know, if there is a divorce or if there becomes a separation, you know, a lot of these spouses stay with the athlete after the fact that it happened. I mean, Paul, you referenced the Ray Rice thing that blew up. And I mean, he beat up his wife in an elevator, like straight up. uh, It was on camera and everything, but she eventually didn't press charges, right? right and yeah yeah and, um, go ahead. yeah go ahead, sorry well he didn't she didn't press charges even though there was a ton of evidence that he did this like I mean and, and really beat her like a man I mean uh, you know hit her with closed fists and, and a bunch of stuff and really kind of it's not like he was attacked first I don't believe I feel like when I watched the elevator video like he just unloaded on her when the doors closed and that is reprehensible. It's fucking terrible. Um, and I feel somewhat, I mean, I feel bad that these women have to stay with this person. And it's probably because one, you know, there's family involved, right? And all, But also two, that their entire livelihood is kind of built into being with this person you know, you can provide all the commentary you want on like how they got to this situation. And, you know, you can say some bullshit like, well, she didn't work on her career. So, you know, well, I guess she just kind of deserves it. I mean, I think that's just an argument in bad faith. I think that's also just an ignorant kind of thing to say, you know, uh, yeah. imagine, <laughs> I mean, this happens a lot um, and, and, and the rules are reversed. Imagine if, um, you know, A woman's the bread bread bringer and she's abusive, right? I mean, it's the same kind of situation. You should probably separate from that situation, but you feel you can't because you're the stay-at-home dad. You take care of the kids. You don't want to be separated from your family. And on top of that, your entire livelihood is really tied into this whole thing. Ultimately, it's a shitty, shitty situation. I don't think there's an excuse for laying your hands on anyone ever when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, you know, when you resort to any physical altercation, you really need to be aware that there's going to be legal problems coming your way most likely, and obviously there's the threat of just damage taken on either parts, right? I mean, physical harm to be done on both sides. Now, uh, my commentary on this because we've covered this in the past with. Um, Austin Watson was that, you know, at what point should the league step in and say, Hey, if you want to come out against our own players, we have financial support for you. You know, we can take care of you to a certain extent and we can cover your legal bills. We will protect you. Um, who knows what kind of pressure is put on this person, uh, whether it be direct or indirect, as to why they should or shouldn't testify but i'm uh, other than the pressure that's perceived by them in the sense of like what's actually going to happen to their reality if they go through with this uh there's there may be people who are just like you should really drop the charges you know and if that was ever found out to be an official of a league that would be a huge fucking shitstorm but you know ultimately you know what could be done uh to to stop this i mean would you be in favor of like a pro athletes wages being garnished So that this person can live Happily like separated I mean in a divorce They might get that anyways Right
1: Yeah I mean <clears throat> I think you're on to something having some kind Of uh, resource For spouses and family The way they do in the player Assistance program <laughs> you know They could almost set something up You know it'd be like you know uh, Protection or legal assistance when things like this happen for the spouse. I think that would be, I don't know how the logistics on that would work, but I think that would be something that the NHL could do. That would be great. Yeah. Um, And like you said, if, if there is some kind of league connection to these things being dropped, well then this will never happen. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think there needs to be some kind of protection for the people in the lives of these athletes, because there's shitty people everywhere, no matter what they do for a living, and not making any excuses, but I think athletes don't always have their mind in the right frame, so I think putting, um, you know, just the kind of lifestyle they have to live, um, or the lifestyle they choose to live, I think... Putting in some kind of protection for the family um, would be a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, the NHL is a $6 billion plus uh, business per year. I think they can absolutely fucking afford it. And obviously this doesn't happen a lot, which is great, but it happens more than happening once is probably too much. Uh, when it comes yeah. to the result is that really Milan Lucic uh, just gets embarrassed and that's about it. Nothing else happens and, you know, he's still got his family and he, I'm sure that they've got to work on some things. And look, I'm not saying that like uh, people don't make mistakes and then, you know, that ultimately they find that in their heart that it's the right decision to go back. And, and you know, I'll never understand that. But in, in a sense where, you know, Maybe they could work it out and, and and whatnot. That's completely up to them. But they shouldn't feel completely hamstrung and tied down to this person based upon, like, livelihood and, and things like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a shame it's, when people feel trapped in a situation. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out Brenda Broidel. Uh, hi from Newfie. Uh, hi. Nice to see you. Here. Hi. Um, yeah. If you're a first time tuning in, a little bit of a heavy subject that we're talking about. But uh, – But yeah, Um, and you know, like uh, on top of that, you know, we've seen players like Casey DeSmith who were found guilty, who settled out of court and were, uh, well, you know, found guilty enough that his college program dropped him for beating up either his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend at the time. It's not really clear, but uh, assaulting a woman. Um, And now Casey DeSmith is what, a 10-year veteran of the league? Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, we don't have to hold him being a fucking penguin against him, but I'm going to because we're piling on. I mean, either way, uh, Casey Smith probably shouldn't have been an NHL player uh, if, if it uh. came down to it, you know. But constantly we are also seeing that if you're some sort of talent, uh, you get a pass on this stuff, it seems, you know, and hey – Look, maybe Casey's – I don't know Casey Smith, but maybe he has made a huge life turnaround. Um, He hasn't been in trouble, I don't believe, since that time in college when he assaulted someone. Um, But the fact remains is that he definitely did it. It was so bad that he got cut from his team uh, for violating rules, and then he had to settle out of court with the person that he assaulted.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, as an almost – Entire lifelong athlete, and I'll use that term loosely. I've played sports. I've participated in sports most of my (laughs) life. Um, Hockey and all all other levels, I have been around enough to know, to witness, to see in movies and TV, that if you can score goals, if you can tackle people, if you can dunk the basketball, if you're hitting home runs you get away with shit. Oh yeah. And I think that hockey, the NHL and sports in general, that's something that just should not exist. Is, right. You know, whether it's for the purpose of winning or for the purpose of protecting the repu- the re- the reputation of whoever you're playing for this making it go away shit just should not exist anymore.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this is in the midst of the world junior Canadian team dealing with, you know, f- some of the guys finally looking like they're going to have to pay the consequences for some really poor decisions and terrible things they've done in the past. Um, you know, it's a, it, why is that world juniors news? So crazy is because, it's very rare that these athletes actually have to pay any sort of criminal or or you know beyond consequences for this stuff you know yeah maybe they have to sacrifice and pay but they're fucking millionaires they've got that you know um so it's it's really and and again without knowing everything but with seeing what played out you know uh it just seems like another case that's being swept under the rug now what's really going to suck and I think we've all watched enough detective shows and cop dramas to know that if you are an abuser and you're a serial abuser, and then, you know, your victim is just sent right back into your lap, that just emboldens and enables your behavior. So, and and God forbid this ever happens, but what happens if, if you know, a player like Milan Lucic or, or a person who's been outed as somebody who's done this takes it to the next level and then all of a sudden, you know, God forbid, somebody ends up dead or seriously, seriously injured. Right. Um, you know, we've all, you know, seen the cop dramas where this plays out in the worst case scenario. Now I do not hope this happens, but, uh, you know, if it does, do you really think that anybody's going to be paying for a crime, you know, uh, too, too harshly, you know, my pessimistic ass says they'll probably get a lighter sentence just because who they are. If something like that happens, you know, if it gets worse.
1: Absolutely. And um, you know, to take a page out of our buddy Koff's book, um, do you really want these guys on your Stanley Cup? Right. Do you do you want these guys who have behaved in this way to be etched into eternity on on your Hallowed trophy? I mean, come on. You know, you would if you're if you're thinking about rep like if you know, the conjecture that we went with earlier, if the league is telling people to Um, drop the case or whatever wouldn't you rather expose what someone did and and cut them out of the league than have the potential of them etched in your history?
0: Right, absolutely and you know unfortunately this is not uh, you know I think that hockey probably deals with this the least out of most major sports though I don't really follow other sports enough to absolutely know, I mean that's just really kind of my bias working there Um, but ultimately, man, I mean, uh, it's, it's a terrible look for the league to say at the very least, the optics are absolutely terrible. And, uh, yeah. you know, re- people's real life situations get absolutely fucked up over this type of stuff. So I, um, I don't know the answer, you know, I provided maybe there's a solution. Um, but unfortunately when, when money. And when power are kind of mixed in, and there's guys that have this kind of skill set that they can get away with it, and there's a lot of people enabling that, I un- I don't see a trend changing. I don't see that trend changing, and uh, I think that's really really fucking sad um, to be associated with that type of stuff. And again, you know, I'm not out here with a pitchfork and a torch saying that like you know all hockey players are fucking terrible and they all beat their. Uh, you know, spouses and, and, and our abusers by any means, but there should be a system where bad apples at least get weeded out. And maybe it's a situation where they need help and, but they need to pay for their consequences at the same time. You know what I mean? You know, the consequences, of their actions, they need to, they need to pay those, you know? So, and, and I hope that nothing further happens with, especially with Milan Lucic and, uh, you know, this type of stuff. Um, and hopefully these people have learned their lessons based upon the embarrassment which they've endured but it definitely seems like they're that Lucic is getting off with a slap in the wrist um clearly it was enough for someone to be scared enough to call to involve authorities um and again without knowing all of the details it's just that's what it looks like uh so i'm not an insider but i think that this i'm echoing a sentiment in which a lot of hockey fans are probably thinking right now
1: yeah. Yeah, and I would hope that the majority would agree here because, you know, no matter what your team is or what you think of any of this, um hopefully everybody would agree that this is unacceptable behavior.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I thought I've always respected Milan Lucic. I've always liked his game. I've always thought that he was a good player even though he's, you know, not the player that he was back when he was with the Bruins and young. But, uh, this really tarnishes my perception of him. I now don't think that, you know, I have any time in my headspace to be talking about Milan Lucic in a positive way anymore. And that's, that I think is, uh, you know, a residual effect. And then to, to see that he kind of gets off on it, um, is even worse, you know, it doesn't, doesn't help anything. Um, so, you know, just, uh, some food for thought there. Uh, I definitely think that this is something that, you know, should be covered, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you, you talked about, do you want this person emblazoned in immortality on the Stanley cup? And, and ultimately, no, I don't. And, and that's rough. That's rough to say. Uh, but I definitely think it's justified. And, and, you know, I think that hockey professional athletes are a lot of kids, heroes and a lot of people's heroes and, if you're going to be a hero, I think that once you get to that level and when you have the platform that you do, you need to act like a hero. And heroes don't yeah. abuse their spouses. Absolutely. All right. So that's enough there. I mean, um, let us know what you guys think in the comments. And, and you know, if, if you think we're off base, you know, let us know. But uh, I think that the majority of hockey fans would agree with what we're saying. All right. Well, we do have to pay the bills here, Cap stands, We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet. Just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling Problem call one 800 gambler or visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8 Hope in or text Hope 467369. Y 467 In Connecticut, help is available for Problem Gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Polly, I'm hungry. Well, I got the
1: oven ready. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes.
0: Take her away, Polly.
1: All right. Well, uh, recently there was an article on the seventeenth by Chris uh, Cirillo of. Russian Machine Never Breaks. Yeah. And he was talking about how, um, in an interview in the off season that Ovechkin had with, um, sorry, I got to get the guy's first name again. Uh, Igor Rabner of Sports Express. Um, he had asked if uh, Ovechkin would consider retiring at the end of his contract. It's caused a little bit of buzz, so we decided to talk about it a little bit here. And Ovechkin, you know, he said, yeah, he, he is considering it. So, you know, what's that look like? That The end of 2026, or the 25-26 season is when Ovechkin's contract will, will be up. So he'll be 40 years old. And, you know, right now he's at 836 goals. So he needs 58 to tie Gretzky, which obviously that's not the goal. Uh, the goal is to score one more, at least. Um, and so we're looking at it right now, if he doesn't score for the rest of the season, which is 32 more games, he would need 29 goals in each of the next two seasons to tie the record. Now he's got 14 goals in 30, or 14 goals this season, 32 games left. One would hope he'll score a few more at least you know he's coming off of six goals in the last seven games you know maybe we'll get lucky and he not he nets another 15 you know a goal every other game really isn't out of the realm of possibility for Ovechkin so you know with with him saying that at 40 he's probably done and he's 58 goals shy of Gretzky I'm I'm Thinking a lot of people are starting to really, you know, they see the finish line and they're starting to wonder can he actually break the record?
0: Yeah, man. And I mean, it, last season it was a done deal. Last season they were like, you know, we'll see it in a couple of years. I was on that boat. You were on that boat. This season has, has caused uh, concern. But, you know, if he puts in 30 goals this season, 29, 28, you know, he would still be somewhat on pace. Now, it's not going to be an easy feat, as, of course, we know. This was considered widely a impossible feat of performance to happen. Now, also, you're looking at Conor McDavid and, and Matthews and thinking, well, shit, maybe those guys are going to have a shot after O V breaks it, right, if he does. Um, and that may be, but, geez, that's probably what, they have to put in another decade of this type of performance that they're putting in to even get close. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, if there's anything that both Gretzky and Ovechkin have showed is those first couple hundred come easy to guys like this. It's, you know, hitting the 500, the 600, the 700 mark and continuing to do it throughout your career, you know, not getting injured and, um, just continuing to score as you age is what really is the hard thing. So, you know, they, they do have crazy points going on right now. They're, they're scoring like crazy, but, you know, um, I believe it was you who said in a tweet that Stamkos looked like he was going to, oh, yeah. you know, sniff the record and, you know, injuries caught him.
0: Right, Stamkos, a Kovalchuk. Uh, who is the guy for Dallas? Started with an R. Another Russian, um, Radulov. Radulov. You know who? How many have been the next Ovechkin? Uh, not many have been the next Gretzky. Uh, they yeah. said that Crosby was going to be the next Gretzky. I don't think he's lived up to that hype at all. Um,
1: well, no. I mean, and you know, I, I guess real quick on that point, Crosby has obviously had a very good career. But to call him the next Gretzky, and then, you know, I, I think people just go off of the eye test in the Stanley Cups, and they're like, oh, he's a leader. He's had, yes, he's had a great career. But you compare his numbers to, to Gretzky, and he's nowhere near him. Right. So, honestly, I, I think the only person who's close to being the next Gretzky is maybe Connor McDavid because he is just putting up five and six points a night. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, to your point, everyone who has been the next Ovechkin has drastically tailed off as they pretty much get to their 30s. And I think that's one thing that's made Ovechkin so special. You know, some people have said Ovechkin, if he breaks the record, it's a longevity record. Well, you know, comparing to Gretzky, who racked up the majority of his points in his 20s, and then as he got into his 30s, goalies put on bigger pads. Um, you know, is it really an Ove- or a longevity record or is it a consistency record from Ovechkin right. beating Gretzky if he gets there?
0: Right, because the 850 or whatever, 800 and whatever goals that Gretzky has is insanity. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a large body of work, especially because Ovechkin played in the second dead puck era. Right? Scoring was low. And right now, we're seeing a resurgence in scoring. And so, you know, we're kind of entering another golden age of hockey when it comes to scoring. You know, but even Austin Matthews, with 533 games played, only has 347 goals. So he needs to have another Hall of Fame career. And, you know, that's through eight seasons, which is incredible. But he needs to have another Hall of Fame career career stacked on top of what is already a Hall of Fame career to even get to to that, you know, he needs another 500 goals to kind of sniff that. And, you know, it seems like when you're scoring 60 a year that that's going to never stop. But man, it does. And to see Ovechkin, you know, scoring at the pace that he has so consistently is huge. Um, so hopefully Ovi can get it done. But I mean, these guys who like, like McDavid and Matthews being in the conversation is while it's warranted, it's still quite a long shot to score 800 plus goals in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, only three guys have done
1: and, um, you can't tell me that there haven't been other guys in their career that looked like Matthews and McDavid, um, You know, I know their pace may be setting records, but time catches everybody. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I mean, I guess to bring this back home, do you still – is the majority of your belief – or does your belief outweigh your disbelief that Ovechkin can do it?
0: my belief definitely outweighs. I think that Ovi can do it. And I think that he will do it. I still have a ton of faith in him. Um, And, you know, I think, uh, also, I think that you have to take into account where this source came from. You know, it's Russian media. The Russians probably want Ovechkin to leave the NHL at the end of this. They want him to leave tomorrow to come back to Russia. Um, And, you know, I could see where he says, I'm going to retire from hockey because he's going to be concentrating on setting up his school in Moscow. You know, I could see that him leaving professional hockey when he's 40. But uh, yeah, I mean, I still think he's going to do it. And I think that it'll be a historical marker when he does. Now, I question the validity of the source, first of all. Um, I also think that the news, uh, like the, the people who broke this story were looking for a soundbite and made a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, would you agree on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, um, it wasn't like he was, uh, he, he didn't give a yes, I'm retiring. He just basically, like you said, he was like, oh, you know, I think about
0: it. Right. So. yeah, and so it's I, not I definite. Think, and and you, so right. let me ask you this, dude. Let's say Ovechkin's at the end of his, if he's 40, it's 2026, 20, he's five goals away. You can't tell me that Ovi takes a, a million dollar contract to finish it out. Well,
1: that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, maybe he takes a million league minimum and just says, let me break the record, get a couple extra and then retire.
0: Right. And then be like, I'm done. Like, put me on LTIR. Yeah. It's <laughs> Whatever.
1: December 1st. I'm, I'm down. I'm out of here.
0: Right. Right. And, and, rit- yeah, exactly. Like, he gets it halfway through and then bows out. Uh, you know, I think the competitor in him probably wants to see the season through. Uh, but ultimately, if he's five away, I mean, come on. Yeah. He can get that in empty netters. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm sure he doesn't want to do that, but. I mean, there's going to be so much pressure. And, and, and if you're so close to the end, why wouldn't you reach out and grab it? Even if it's right. 10 goals. I mean, come on, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, he – you don't get to this point. point you know, – first of all, you don't get to the NHL. And then secondly, you don't get to the point that he is without wanting to win and wanting to do it the right way. And so, yeah, I think if he's close – he'd come back for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean looking at current players, you know, Austin Matthews has one season where he's eclipsed the 50 goal mark. He's probably going to do it this season because he's got 48 at this point in the season. Um, you know, and I mean uh I'm pulling up McDavid right now. Um, but I think uh he's in a very he's in a unique situation that literally hasn't happened since Wayne Gretzky was like retiring right so all-time great um you know Connor mcdavid has goal you know his goal totals he's only eclipsed the 50 goal mark once too um now he's got a shitload of assists but you know him being a playmaking center is kind of like the thing um he had 64 goals last season uh i mean in yeah 22 23 so that's the first time he's eclipsed 50 you know Ovechkin commonly got got past the 50 goal season commonly got past the 40 goal season Um, while these guys are somewhat on par you know due to the timing and and all this stuff all this like age adjusted and era adjusted bullshit is conjecture mostly and and if you lean on the era adjusted Ovechkin is already uh, a better goal scorer than Gretzky if you if you take that kind of spin to it, but actually getting that legitimate mark straight up, I have the most goals in the NHL NHL history and I've beaten Wayne Gretzky for it. That's uh, an incredible feat. You know, that's true grit, I would say. And um, I don't believe that if Ovechkin's close, um, that he won't take another contract with the caps at whatever money it is to finish it out. Yeah, so, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So, I think this is kind of just to get people riled up. Um, and I think that if OV scores, continues to score this way, you know, uh, hopefully he can pile them on in his last 30 games, you know, get 15 goals out of it. And then he's just kind of got to score at a decent pace for the next couple of years. Hopefully uh, we continue to see him and, and hopefully he gets it done within this contract uh, because there is always the possibility that he does bow out and that would be fucking heartbreaking, even if it is five goals. Uh, but again, I just don't, I just don't see that happening. Like I said, I think that if need be, Ted Leontis will go out there and swing the stick for him. Uh, if yeah. <laughs> You know, he'll go out there on the power play and stand up, uh, literally hold up Ovechkin as he swings the stick uh, to, to, you know, uh, to, to get that record yeah for real <laughs> so I think this is a lot of noise I think this is a lot of noise I think it's a lot of a nothing burger um, I do expect Ovechkin to retire either within this contract or within another year he's going to be old enough he's probably going to have accomplished everything that he can in his career and uh, he's going to go off into the sunset and be an absolute legend yeah
1: hopefully break the record in a Capitals jersey
0: right so let's not buy, let's not get too wrapped up in the hype. Let's support our guy until until the fucking time comes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Team etchkin
0: Let's go, hundred percent. All right. Well, is there anything else? I think that was a, that was a good segment. I mean, you know, it's got to be addressed. There's been a lot of hype around it, and I think that that's all it is is hype.
1: Yeah, just wanted to talk about it.
0: Absolutely. So, go Ovi, baby. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. Let's see him. You know, I'd love to see an Ovechkin hat trick.
1: I was just sitting here thinking, <clears throat> there's three games this week, just three Hatties.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, three Hatties would be sick. That would really shut yeah. the fucking naysayers up, right? Yeah,
1: you know, if he just scores, you know, so it. What, Thirty-two games left. He scores twenty hat tricks in thirty-two games. He'll break the record this season.
0: <laughs> there, that's all that. Come on, Ovi, that's all you need to do. It seems like a pretty, yeah. pretty easy thing to do on paper, no?
1: Yeah. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, easy, easy, easy peasy. Come on, it's you're the greatest goal scorer of all time. It can't be that bad, um, right? All right. Well, here's to here's to hoping that Ovi. Uh, here's here's to not hoping. Here's to Ovi breaking the. Goal scoring record and uh, not having it and, and not having it be broken for like the next hundred years or ever. I could, I would die a happy man if that record never got touched after Ovi broke it. Yeah, me too. And I'd be telling my grandkids and great grandkids about how, how uh, I got to watch Alexander Ovechkin in his prime. You got to see his whole career. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, Caps fans, we hope you like these two segments. Um, some important stuff we talked about for sure on the top of the show. And then obviously supporting our guy, Alexander Ovechkin in the second half. Um, until next week on Monday, we'll be talking about the three games that we had this week against the Devils, the Lightning, and the Panthers. Hopefully we've got some points to bank and that we're back, you know, staying strong in the playoff picture. Uh, it's a tough road ahead, but... This is the life of a hockey fan. It's a grind. It is a grind. So until next week, Caps fans, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at Holly underscore cupcakes on Instagram,
1: TikTok, and Twitter.
0: Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.